Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Zero season four episode nine starts right now. I'm Brandon Davis, joined today by Aaron Perrine. What's going on, BD? Not much. I'm just happy Jenna Anderson's here. Hey, everybody. And I'm also happy Jamie Jarak is here. Good morning. And honestly, I'm happy Jason Wynn and Joey Blue Jay and News Elf and Edie are in the comments on YouTube right now. I'm having John Brown is here. We got Richard behind the scenes. What a, it's a great time. It's a great time to be alive. What a, it's it's a phase zero show. We got listen. We're gonna we're, we're the, breaking news. We're, we're changing things up on phase zero a little bit here. All right, breaking news. The exclusive, the phase zero exclusive about phase zero is dropping on you right now. <laughs> Aaron Brain had a wonderful idea to add some structure to the show to make it a bit more exciting. Do some awesome stuff here. So here's how it's gonna go. We're gonna do the show in phases. <laughs> Get it? So phase one is news. Phase two is news. Phase three is news. But it's going to be different types of news. It's going to be, and we're going to also find new ways to break this down. But this way, you guys, if you're listening to us in podcast form, you listen to the top of the show, and there's something you want to hear that you want to know about, you can listen to the beginning. You you know, you can jump around a bit and get uh and get excited, get straight to the news you want to hear, get straight to the conversations you want to be a part of. So, uh, Jenna, what what's going on in phase one today? Well, surprise, surprise. We have more Fantastic Four news. I feel like we can't go a week on the show without talking about the Fantastic Four. And this week is definitely no exception. So we have that in phase one. And then in phase two, phase two. Jamie, what's uh, going on in phase two? Phase two, we got a lot of quotes from a lot of people. We got people talking about potential returns. We got new projects from directors from the MCU. It's a it's a meaty section, that phase two. <laughs> Oh, one might call it chunky. And then I think we got a whole phase and it's going to be a little spicy. It is going to be a little spicy. We got phase three coming up with Venom 3 details, a tale of two Madam Webs, and of course, my spicy nugget of the week. I'm noticing a trend in phase three. It's uh, Sony-licious. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot. Of that. That's kind of how we're going to do it from now on. We got, we're going to, you know, and when we have conversation, we have debates. That might be a phase in the future today. It's all, we have a lot of news and the spicy nugget of the week at the end of the show. We make you wait for it because you want it. It's got to marinate. It's got to cook. It's got to get extra spicy. And then you get to the end of the show, you get to have a spicy nugget from Aaron. So drop. Uh, phase one, we're going to kick it off there. Phase two, Denny Villeneuve would hate it because it's all dialogue, but <laughs> we're here for it because it's a bunch of quotes. We get to listen to Jamie read them. Uh, and phase three, Spicy Nuggets. So thank you so much uh, for being with us. Jenna, you want to kick us off with some news here? Yeah, so Eben Moss Backrack, or Ben Grimm in the MCU, uh, sat down on, wasn't it Jimmy Kimmel, I think, that this yeah, appearance yeah, was on? So, yeah. Yeah. So, and he talked a lot about Fantastic Four, which now that the cast is set, this is kind of unprecedented. So he, the one point of contention that people have is he talked about how the thing is going to be rendered in the movie. And he said in the past, I think they've done a suit, Michael Chiklis wore a suit that apparently was really uncomfortable. And it's kind of, we're past that. It's a little kind of cosplay, kind of amateur, that kind of stuff now with the technology that we have. Mm. So it sounds like Ben Grimm is going to be CGI. I'm not surprised at all. I was kind of expecting this. I do think there's a way to do it to where it doesn't look as obvious that it is CGI. I think like the way that they designed Korg initially and the fact that he didn't really look like Taika in Ragnarok, I think kind of proves they can still transform him and make him look like the thing. I have high hopes after that concept art because the Jack Kirby face was so there with the thing. So what do you guys think? I mean, I'm not surprised. I don't, I, I didn't, well, listen. This maybe this is nostalgia and childhood speaking. I didn't have a problem. With Michael Chiklis's look as the thing and the practical suit. And the only thing I liked about Madame Web was the practical suits. That said, characters that are defined by their computerized look have mostly worked in the MCU. Like the really important ones, Thanos, a man with growing facial hair throughout the Avengers movies. So I think they have proved Korg can work. And Korg, I would say, is the closest example. Spider-Man's a CGI character, too, and it looks good. So, uh, I, you know, what? Uh, 
it's fine. I would I would prefer everything be practical as possible, but I get it. You, it'd be tough to have somebody moving around doing everything that you need to in this. So, whatever. I feel the same way. Like, not surprised. I'm always team practical, but I'm but I'm sure they're going to do a good job. Like, it's just the same thing everyone said. Well, say I've been watching the Halo show on Paramount Plus. Shout out to the mothership. And <laughs> whenever they have those suits on, like you can tell that they're real. And I, I appreciate that. I mean, I think it's there's a lot of Halo is just the most recent example. But then, like, you watch episode four of Halo and they had them out of the suits the whole time. And I'm like, is that because they can't move in them? Is it because it would be too expensive to CGI them? Or, you know, do they just want to show the Pablo Scriber want his face on TV a bit more than if he was wearing the, the Master Chief helmet the whole time? Like, which, whatever. It shows the emotion and all that. But I think the practical stuff just looks so good when you can do it. That Master Chief costume in Halo is awesome. Granted, that's a lot more feasible, I think, than a giant, you know, the thing suit. Just a big rock monster inside with the <laughs> energy sword. Um, I really, I <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, listen, uh, weirder stuffs happen. We'll watch Free Guy for more information. Uh, I really, I knew they were gonna do this. Like, I, I had no hope for it to be a non like CGI character. It is kind of sad though, because I don't really mind. I'm with BD. I don't really mind the chicklet stuff and just the stuff you can do with puppets. How, who among us doesn't remember how you reacted when you first saw the Mandalorian and were like, oh, oh, he's my boy, but he's a puppet, you know, a very expensive puppet that you shouldn't punch. But yes, uh, I, I it should look good. The, the amount of stress you've heard about they need to get this movie right makes me feel like it, it'll still look fine. Yeah, I just hope they have the time to do it. And uh, with the movie moving back a little bit recently, it, se- it seems they might. But it is integral to the film that the thing looks good. Because yes. when a CGI character does not look good, sometimes they become a meme. Uh, whether they have a mustache or just it, or for other, just whatever. Uh, all right. When did they find out about the casting? This is what Evan Mossbacherak said. No, I found out at the beginning of August. I was taking a walk in the city. This was in the middle of the writer's strike. And I got a call from my agent. I wasn't thinking about work at all. They said they asked you to play the thing. I was so shocked. End quote. Imagine that you're strolling down the city through the city, maybe walking your dog. I don't know what he's doing. He could be going to lunch, whatever. And then you get the phone that says, uh, it's, you know, Kevin Feige calling. It's just some random Los Angeles number you answer. You think it's a telemarketer. Evan, it's Kevin. You want to play the thing? What do you, what do you do? I mean, you just, yeah, cool. Uh, can I tell you? No, <laughs> shut up. Smash this phone, throw it in the sewer or else, or else. And we'll send Barry. Well, whoever that guy is that Mark Ruffalo is always talking about. Uh, but yeah, no, this is right. This seems to be about the time a lot of these rumors started picking up. So it kind of got out there too, but they've known for a while and uh, they just freaking wouldn't say anything forever. But I wonder that- if, if, because he's saying he found out during the writer strike. So, and yeah. then soon after he was striking. So I, I just wonder if it was the kind of thing where they just had to wait for the strikes to be over. And then when they were finally over, they were like, well, now we have to wait for a cool time. How about Valentine's Day? That makes sense, right? Yeah. I totally I think, think it was that. And then probably also just scheduling. Cause I know a lot of people, once the actor strike got over, kind of had to be very choosy about what projects they were going to do next and had to back out of certain things. I know Pedro had to back out of certain projects to go be in FF. So I'm sure that was a huge part of it. I just did the whole going on a walk in the city is very funny to me. Like we're, we're exactly at the same spot we were when like Don Cheadle got called at his kid's birthday party and was asked, Hey, do you want to play War Machine? And he's like, Can I have another hour? Cause I'm in the middle of the birthday party. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, sure. You have one more hour to decide. <laughs> I, I think also maybe they they called and offered it and then it was like a verbal yes, but nothing was signed and then everybody went on strike. So they maybe didn't sign it until after the strike, but who knows? I mean, whatever. Bottom line is he knew back in August he had the part and they just tried to keep it all a secret. I, I wonder if it's like a um, Captain America situation. He's just walking around and then Samuel L. Jackson just like, appears behind you. Like, hey, what's up? You're the thing now. Congrats. And then he disappears like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should change the caller ID at Marvel Studios HQ to. It should just say Nick Fury when it when it pops up so that you know not to actually answer your freaking phone. And if you make a mistake, it comes up as Nick Furious. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm less so let's move on. Got zero reaction from all <laughs> no, of us on that one. I'm so no sorry. Pop. <laughs> no pop. I'm a, I'm not a pun person. <laughs> Some people hate pun. 
Oh, but you know who does love pun? Oh, I hate myself. I'm so mad. I just that. Um, uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, so he, uh, during that interview, it was Pedro. In, we learned that Pedro Pascal started a group chat for the Fantastic Forecast. Uh, uh, Evan said that uh, there is a group text. Pedro started a couple days ago. Everyone has said something. Everyone put a little image, gift, sticker. People are invested. No one is being coy. So I just, I, I, I w- love to think of like Vanessa Kirby's like, well, I want to acknowledge this. So here's like a little picture of a raindrop or like something, you know, like <laughs> something weird, but like they're not actually like having conversations they're just sending emojis back and forth i I love that concept i think pedro is also probably the most active in the group chat (laughs) oh absolutely yeah 100 percent. yeah oh well you know he's gonna he's got such young person energy it's very funny like he's like oh yes let's start a group chat and it's like joseph quinn's like (laughs) why are we doing this i don't even think vanessa kirby has instagram does she or if she, she does. does, she doesn't she post does. about anything. God bless. Uh, the right way to do it. So mm-hmm. it should be fun. Peace. Sounds peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> Poor PG. What? <laughs> not having social media sounds so peaceful. I'll tell you what, if I did not do this job, I would not be on social media. Mm. Wow. The alternate universe BD okay. is weird. I can't imagine. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, the alternate universe BD has a job he likes a lot less, but lives a lot more peacefully. <laughs> that's kind of the, that's kind of it isn't it isn't that the whole yeah, exactly you either get to live with a mental headache of people screaming at you all day on social media or you do a job that you like less than this one so i'm like you know what I'm, I, I love this job i've considered myself lucky i'll take the social media headache it's true i'd certainly anyway, not be on thanks twitter for the therapy session. <laughs> oh it's all it's all good don't worry about it speaking of therapy <laughs> session uh jimmy kimmel tried to get some details out of poor evan he's already had the briefing on how they have your family do not say anything about this movie they asked about the 1960 setting because of the image we all kind of dissected here on phase zero all of the internet and he was like it does look that way doesn't it and just was like mm. and it's like kevin gets him a, a text from the nick fury phone number like first test good job <laughs> <laughs> so that would seem to indicate that we're probably headed to the 1960s no crew i agree i also i wesley burt who did the art as we as we said when we initially broke it all down had a tweet of like how surreal it was to see his art on jimmy kibble so i'm like very happy for him that it, it gets to be such a huge part of talking about this movie but yeah i'm a 60s truther until we are told otherwise i still think this movie is set at least partially in the 60s like it or not Absolutely. i think so too yeah yeah, I think, I think you're the only not that. here, BD. <laughs> the isle. What is what is what is Roman called? The island of relevancy. Oh boy! Wrestling, <laughs> wrestling jokes, wrestling jokes. It's all right. Put your warmth up. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We acknowledge it. <laughs> zero. We acknowledge the tribal chief Jenna and, and Jamie are like, what? What is hell? going on? Is going on? Just completely over our heads. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> Uh, Our energy today. We've got Monday energy, you guys. (laughs) I've had Monday energy for like a month now. (laughs) I feel that. Uh, That you know, once those twenty, once that January twenty twenty four wraps up, and you're like, wait a second, all the all that motivation, all those goals. Now it's February. Oh, son of a gun. (laughs) How do I keep that going? Anyway, uh, the comment section gets it. We appreciate y'all, the the 1% of listeners. Thank you, one person, not to quote one of our upcoming story characters. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and then it's phase two. And that means lots of chonky quotes coming your way. See you in a moment. Welcome back to phase zero. We're trying something new today. We're splitting it up in phases. In phase one, we talked about Fantastic Four. And now we're back for phase two. And uh, we got some chunky quotes for you guys. Uh, The first being from Dave Bautista on a possible MCU return. I haven't read this quote yet, but I'm pretty sure he's not coming back. So let's find out what the quote says. Uh, He was talking to uh, io9. He said, no, no. When I said that I was done, I was really just done with my journey as Drax. I still have a relationship with Marvel. I've seen Kevin Feige again uh lou as recently as two weeks ago and they know i would be up for a role i love the universe the superhero universe i love it i'm a fan so marvel or dc if they call i would answer the phone and if the role makes sense i'd be all over it i just would like the opportunity to do a bigger role a different role maybe a deeper role i'd love to have the opportunity to play like an ominous villain in a superhero universe yeah but never i'm not done with it but my journey as drax is over 
uh, yeah, not surprised of this, but also it's like I, I'm, I'm, I don't think we're ready for actors from the MCU to start playing other characters in the MCU. I, that's just weird. Also, I kind of am sad at the idea that he's like a bigger, more deeper. I think Drax is a very deep character. He's funny, but he's I think that he has like a lot of deep moments and I think he is a big character. What do you guys think? First of all, uh, Dave Bautista's El Muerto coming soon because <laughs> he said oh. Marvel or DC. And oh, El Muerto God. is not cast. I'm just throwing that out there just to be chaotic. Um, but yeah, I agree with you about Drax. I feel like I know Batista himself has kind of talked about the arc that Drax had and his issues with it. But I'm glad that he's open on both sides. I know he is kind of single handedly campaigning to play Bane or something else in the DCU. So I would just love to see him again in a superhero context. But I do agree it's a little too soon for the MCU. I I I I think that Drax was actually you know I, I agree Drax was a pretty deep character. Uh, I, I think that he kind of got the short end of the stick sometimes. Like he was often getting his ass beat and becoming the butt of a joke. But ultimately, by the end of the trilogy, him starting to dance alone was such a such a heavy, amazing moment. Like or honestly, not even heavy. Like the opposite of heavy. It felt like the weight was lifted type of moment. Uh, and I think that the character had a lot of deep, uh, a lot of opportunities to tell a deeper story and. Because he was part of an ensemble the whole time, I don't think he ever really got to do it. I think Dave wanted to kill Thanos. I think Dave wanted to see Drax have a lot more comic book moments realized and a bit more of uh, Drax's emotional side explored in in less subtle ways. I think Drax's story was told in a subtle way as as a very supporting character. Uh, and he had great stuff like that moment with Mantis when she starts crying when she touches him in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 just to show his emotion through her that he hides. I think Drax was a really fantastic character. It's, it's 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 a shame to see him go. I believe Dave when he says he's done because Dave said he's done with WWE and he has not gone back to that. And he I, I don't think he ever will. Uh, and I believe when he says he's done with Drax, like I, he's one of those people. Like I think we will see Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man again before we see Dave Bautista as Drax again. Uh, but I think he'll be in the DC universe within the next two years. So. Yeah, I, I when he said this, like it's just like, hey, don't don't turn it down. Now, like, let's let's hear it out. There are yeah. plenty of big, strong, angry men for him to play as a one-off villain somewhere along the lines. Uh, I, it makes me kind of sad though, because it is like a there ain't no more Drax, y'all. That's that's done. <laughs> well, Unfortunately, that's the, yeah. huh? That's the question I have. Like, is Drax like? Are we just never going to see the character of Drax again? I think so. You think we're not going to see him or you think we are? I, yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to see him unless like this story really, really justifies it. I, I don't think there's any reason to bring him back. I'm, I wonder if Dave will come back, like just do like two days if they if they just need him to show up or something like Nebula has a story because we'll see Nebula again. I'm sure we'll see Mantis again. We'll see Rocket again. You know, maybe they maybe like just a few years from now. But again, I just that would be co totally contradicting everything I said about about Dave being done with Drax. It's. It's, 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 I think, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough day at the office, but if he can wear some, be covered up a bit and not be so painted green, I think maybe it'd be easier to convince him. But I, I do think he truly just wants to walk away from it and be done with it. Yeah. It's a long way from crying when he got the call to be a part of it. Yeah. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, man. He's got we'll sad worms to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the plot of the third one is. I forget. It's been so long. He's not in the third one, is he? He can't just keep being in sand with knives, can he? <laughs> we would be wait. so lucky. What? Wait, what did you say? I said he can't be in the third dude, can he? I forget. Oh, what the plot oh. of the third dude. I don't remember what the plot is at all. It's been a long time. I feel like either way, Denny Villeneuve is going to find a way to work with him again after 2049 and both of the Dunes. Like whatever he does that isn't Dune related, I feel like Batista will probably be a part of it. Highly recommend Dune, by the way. Yeah. Dave has a big, Batista has a big role in, in, in Dune, too. He's, he's in it more than the first one. <laughs> he's he's good. Eric said he's going to voice Herbie. <laughs> Should we all be so blessed? <laughs> um, Dave, Dave has El Muerto. That's quite a choice. Same body type as Bad Bunny, for sure. <laughs> Dave Batista looks like Bad Bunny got eaten by... <laughs> Oh goodness. Okay. So speaking of, of uh that that movie that we love, and we are basically keeping on life support because we're the only people talking about Omberto. Here's a movie that people are talking about. Thunderbolts filming now. 
Florence Pugh talked to E.T. at the SAG Awards, and she said, I started my next Marvel movie, Thunderbolts. I've been shooting that when asked about what she was working on. So they are work officially filming, working on this movie. The, the, uh, we are one step closer to, J- to Jamie, Jenna, and Nick Valdez believing it's a real thing. <laughs> are excited to actually filming this movie. I was just about to say, this movie still does not feel real to me. Like Florence oh, Pugh can say that they're filming, but I'm still, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought they were filming so many times in the past year that <laughs> now I'm like, oh, well, Same. I guess finally it's actually filming. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't even feel like news to me because I feel like it happened a hundred times already. <laughs> but I made that up. I was gaslighting myself. Yeah, from my <laughs> understanding, like they didn't get past pre-production and then all of the strikes happened. So they got as close as they possibly could to having actors on set and actually filming without actually doing that. So now it feels a little more real, I guess. Well, they'll go outdoors one day. We'll see some set photos. Yeah. Jamie, you're like, <laughs> yes, tell me more about these set photos. <laughs> I'm um, excited. <laughs> well, keeping the Thunderbolts train rolling, uh, Lewis Pullman is not really talking a lot about whether or not he's playing Sentry. Um, THR caught up with him and asked him about Thunderbolts filming. And the only answer he gave is, I'm having fun at Venice Beach in Santa Monica. I'm just going wherever the wind takes me. So we go from Robert Kirkman basically spoiling that Stephen Young is playing Sentry to now Lewis Pullman saying next to nothing. He's got that Nick Fury speed dial. <laughs> I mean, he's playing it. None of us believe he's not playing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, somebody in the comments, the Doomer on YouTube said that he's got long blonde hair now, too, apparently, which I'm like, okay, well, I know. Listen, he's at the beach. He's a kid. What, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, the biggest loser here is the costume designer because we the, the way Robert oh. spoiled it was that Stephen Young already went in there and got fitted for the whole thing. They built that man a suit, and I'll tell you, they make like 14 suits for these people. Each suit gets like you know, three hero versions, three stunt person versions, three damn battle damage versions, and then three just in case versions. Basically, in a perfect scenario, they got like a dozen suits. Uh, and I remember, I'll never forget on Eternals. The set, the costume designers were talking about. We made like, we usually, I think they said we usually make eleven of each. For this, we made three or something because they made they were in such a rush. And I like if I'm sure they were going through the process with time for Stephen Yun, and then they probably made these incredible century suits, and they're like, well, that doesn't fit. (laughs) They're they're different. These are two different people. So you got me curious. So I googled it. Stephen Yun is five nine, and and Pullman is six. Is six feet tall. That's yeah, a so big boy. That okay. is, yeah. So. Yeah, that's that, that ain't fitting. <laughs> <laughs> from the from the top. Let's go from the you know, <laughs> If I were Marvel, I would just give Stephen Young one of the suits. It's like we're never gonna use this. People already know you're playing the character. You can just keep this in your closet. Like we don't care. They can just give it to him and be like, hey bro, when, when Robert Kirkman and uh and Seth Rogan get that get that live action invincible movie going, I know you're probably not gonna play him, but you could cameo. And it can yeah. be multiverse. Invincible is all about the multiverse these days, like everything else. So who knows? Maybe I'll just borrow the century suit. It's already blue and yellow. Cam says, why are we thinking six feet is too big? Cam, <laughs> do you want to play century? We can fit you for another suit, man. Yeah, Bye, no, Cam. No, there better not be any haters on people over six foot in the chat right now. All right. <laughs> I stand by. Maybe I could take Aaron and some ball, but uh, I'm a little less confident since meeting him in person. <laughs> <laughs> Cam Hayward, shout out, by the way. I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show. We have Cam not. Hayward, awesome, awesome phase zero listener, friends of the show. He's been on the show with us. Everybody in our community knows him. NFL Man of the Year. Doing so much for his community. A well-deserved award for Cam Hayward. We love you, Cam. Uh, dude, we got to catch up soon. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think we've we've acknowledged that. We tweeted about it from the phase zero account, but I don't think we've said anything on the show yet. Uh, I get fun code. I'm a humble 5'11. Suit me up. Yeah, but six foot on Tinder, I bet. So good. <laughs> you know, that's what you got to do sometimes. Stole that from Little Dicky. Don't give me too much credit. All right, Destin Daniel Cretton. He is directing a Naruto movie. Where the hell is Shang-Chi 2? <laughs> I wrote this piece basically asking that because I was like, I need to channel BD for a moment and kind of ask where and when are we getting Shang-Chi 2? I feel like at this point, it's either going to happen after the Naruto movie because I know the Naruto movie has been in development for like over almost a decade at this point. Like they are getting it off the ground now by having Destin attached. So either Shang-Chi 2 comes after that or Destin doesn't direct it and it comes sooner or 
you know, Avengers 5 and Secret Wars get delayed again and it just pushes everything back. Like, who knows at this point? I mean, the, the reports say Destin is still writing and directing Shang-Chi 2. Or I don't know if it says he's writing. Uh, I, I might be making that part up. But he's definitely, the reports say he's also working on Shang-Chi 2. Like you just said, when? Where? Not only when in relation to Naruto, because Destin is working on the Wonder Man series. I I don't is he ha, he might have another project somewhere he 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 worked on American Born Chinese on Disney Plus he is booked and busy and he's making a Naruto film which is cool because like I'm watching Avatar the Last Airbender right now and that's been I, I, it, it worked so take an animation and turn it into live action sometimes it could work and if anybody could do it I think Destin Daniel Cretton can make Naruto action not that, I don't know much about Naruto but I know they run funny so if he can make it all look good on screen <laughs> it can look awesome. But that said, I want I want to see him do Shang Chi too. Like he was supposed to do Avengers. Does that free up his schedule, or did he just rebook something else? And this was his Avengers time, bro. I'm just trying to see my guy. The when best. I hear about stuff like this, uh, my first thought is like Steven Spielberg made Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same year. So like, uh, I, I feel like he'll be fine. He'll get. I I have faith that you're gonna get your Shang Chi sequel before uh, Avengers. Ask Variety to ask Nia DaCosta <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> I'll let that sit because it's funny. <laughs> um, I First of all, as, as like probably, am I the only Naruto fan on the panel? Yes. yes. I feel that. I feel about that the way y'all feel about all this other stuff that gets pushed back. I'm like, do whatever you got to do. Take time. You look at some of the threads on social media, that Avatar that is series is going to get a season two but also there's some more time could have been taken with some of the some elements of it so you know i uh i hope we get i, I think that the report said though that this is on track to be done before that because like with naruto you have to cast the kids you have to have the social media backlash against casting <laughs> the kids you have to cast kakashi you have, to have the social media backlash of casting kakashi people are gonna get mad when yuri longthal is it kakashi for some weird reason because he voices sasuke in the anime it's just a lot hi hi yuri if you're listening uh because he's been on the show before so it's just very the timelines are like whatever guys I, until like i feel i'm gonna adopt jenna's pose until I see a trailer where I hear flow fighting dreamers or, you know, Inoue Joe in a trailer or like at least a little like motif of it, it it's not a thing. <laughs> it's not. What? It doesn't exist. Well, that's we that's the, the age we live in. That's yeah. the age yeah. we live in. Absolutely. That's the age. That's the world today. Can't believe it till you see it. And even when you see it, it still might be fake today. <laughs> oh, no. Jamie. Oh, we got more news, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Monday energy. Uh, so Mark Ruffalo talked to GQ about the MCU. He said, I think the expansion into streaming was really exciting. But the thing about Marvel movies is you had to wait three years. That created a mystique. Uh, these corrections could be really positive things. Uh, w- will it be what it is? I- will it be what it is? I don't know. <laughs> I- I- this is a weird quote. Like what, they- what it was. What it was. Well, Oh, thank you. I'm, today's a day. I don't know what's going on. Will it be what it was? I don't know. Wow, you guys. Uh, <laughs> um, what was the question? Like, what are you like, Mark Ruffalo? What are your uh, thoughts? This, this is like about like the changes to the MCU, and I guess yeah. then he he dropped the thing about this whole the solo Hulk movie costing too much money right afterwards too. So he was just like, "Here's all I can say before they hit my phone. Please leave me alone. Don't make me talk about the Hulk anymore." Which I feel like is the default thing with poor Mark Ruffalo. Like Joan is in the chat saying who is still asking Mark Ruffalo questions. As Jamie pointed out last week, he's on a press tour for his Oscar nomination. Like, of course, he's going to get asked about the MCU and about Hulk stuff. I think his answer in this regard was very diplomatic, all things considered. I still think he's right that like a solo Hulk movie would be absurdly expensive and that the weight for Marvel movies did kind of add to the charm. But yeah, I, I agree with what he said. I'm just glad Mark Ruffalo's doing press again. It gives us stuff to talk about. Every, yeah. <laughs> every time Mark Ruffalo leaves the house, Phase Zero has something to talk about. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome on the show anytime, buddy. Uh, <laughs> he makes a fair point. I think I feel similarly to what he felt, that optimism, that realization that maybe they did a little too much over the past few years. 
the expansion into streaming was really exciting. It was really exciting. It still at times is like we're getting X-Men 97 soon. We're getting Agatha at the end of the year. But right now it feels like, okay, we, we finally feel like we're looking forward to something. You know, I feel like Deadpool 3, we're all really getting excited for it because there is not just, but in part because there's not an overload of Marvel content. We're not doing an episode a week right now before another show, before Deadpool and Wolverine gets here, which is a spoiled perspective. There was a time when, you know, in 2017, we'd be like, no, no, give us everything, give us everything. 2018 would have said the same thing, 2019, 2020, and even 2021 for the most part. But then once we got there, we were eating too much. We started moving a little slowly. We needed to just... We need to just take a step back and get, you know, get let it let it take some time between meals, so that way you can actually savor it. Uh, and will it go back to what it was? It's gonna be. It's hard to imagine anything being what the Infinity Saga was in this point with the streaming, uh, with with an oversaturation of content and movies and shows. I think there's so much that audiences are diluted. But I think I don't think Secret Wars is about to be any dud. So, you know. We'll see. I think he's he's making points though. Solo Hulk movie, make it, please. I wish. <laughs> You're about to make the thing. You did you did She Hulk as a TV show. You can make a Hulk movie. I wish it was as easy as just saying that. Like it it seems like every single time we talk about like the universal rights and everything, it is still increasingly complicated. So I'm sure it's not just the CGI and how expensive it would be, but I know that is definitely part of it. Make a Hulk TV show. But make him scary and rageful again. I don't ever need to see the big green man say another word. This is the funny thing about that, because I think that's what I always take out of it, is that if you did get the Solo Hulk movie and it wasn't what people wanted immediately, exactly the way, and all of us want different things. So it's impossible. We're chasing, we're tilting at windmills. And yeah, I get World War Hulk. Yeah, sure, everybody. $400 million movie. Great. Have all the characters in it. Great. Hey, Avengers 5, World War Hulk. Sure. I, yeah. I suppose. Will the script be any good? Ah. Will 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 we be able to get everybody there? Because it would need to be everybody there if it was like the comic. Sure. Will Lewis Pullman yeah, do it. ripped in Go. half? Sure. I, I mean, but these things, this is what I always joke around about. The goals do not align with each other. They don't. They don't. Because if you're scaling down and you want these movies to cost less, how do you make? Who? I don't want these movies to cost less. Disney uh, does. Whoa. Disney does. Whoa. Bob Iger whoa. does. He was like, "Yo, I don't care what Bob wants. I just want good stuff." <laughs> I don't care what Bob wants. What I he want wants events. is sweater vests. That's really I, what he wants. Sweater I, vests and padded padded vests. That's what he wants. Patagonia <laughs> lands in. <laughs> I want these movies to feel like events. World War Hulk would be an event. It would be, but you'd get one movie in two years after bringing everybody back for it. And you I guess some people would love that, huh? They're all animated. They're all computerized. You could make it, you know what, whatever. You, we're only getting one movie this year. <laughs> but that's because I, of so many other factors. That was not by design on Marvel's part at all. I mean, you know. You know <laughs> no, 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 no. I, if if we things. weren't already on the road to Secret Wars, I do think having a World War Hulk movie be like an Avengers-style event could be feasible and could be something mm -hmm. that they could have done. But I think because we have Secret Wars on the horizon, that seems a lot less likely to be able to fit that in. They're going to make a Hulk movie within the next 10 years. Bet on it. They these that, if, if, if the box office trends continue the way they are, Hulk is one of the most marketable characters in the entire IP. Someone is going to make a Hulk movie because they like money. There's just there's no way that character just sits there and doesn't get used in a title film unless the rights really are tied up and it can't be done. Disney is not about to not make a Hulk movie if they have the, the legal way to do it because that character is tremendously valuable. Isn't he like number three after Batman and Spider-Man? That sounds right. Voice Probably. Probably. Jamie, how do you feel about this? I feel like they don't want to make a Hulk movie. They've said they don't want to make a Hulk movie, but I don't believe anything they say. And I feel like <laughs> we might get a Hulk movie. But, you know, the history of Hulk movies is not is not a positive not one either. Nope. So uh, it would be nice to see Mark Ruffalo get his own movie after being in this franchise for 14 years. But uh, we'll see. You know, I'd, I'd, it'd be fun to see. I'd like to see a, a World War Hulk just like uh, everyone else. But uh, I also... You know, uh, I'm not like, there are things I want more. I'll say that. 
I just, I just, I think Brandon's right. Someone is going to do it at some point, just because I, I think, unfortunately, and I've thought about this a lot, Jenna. I didn't, I'm not writing it, but I, I am thinking it. I'm like the box office and these people that watch these movies are trying to ruin your take about nostalgia. They are trying yeah. to 100% yep. upset the balance. Like if yep. Deadpool Wolverine does a billion dollars. And this X-Men animated show does as as well as we all think it's going to do, right? And then Daredevil comes out next year and everybody loves it because, oh, look, it's Charlie Cox visiting D'Onofrio. And remember when I was living at my parents' house, (laughs) we're going to get everything we used to watch back. It's just that's what's going to happen because they're just going to follow the money to wherever it is, you know? And whatever. JB, we got to hope. Agatha got to do well. So we get Scarlet Witch movie in there. That's all I ask. That's all. If we're going to do just Redux of middle school, please bring Mother back to us. If the rumors <laughs> are true, it's going to be good. But we knew that anyway. So That's right. <laughs> There's about to be some breaking news in a few minutes. Oh. What? Actually, I don't know if we'll... Oh. Just hold on. Keep huh. going. Keep oh. going. Let's bail. Okay. Maybe might, this is our natural... <laughs> we <laughs> might... We might. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. I didn't mean to get everybody excited. There might. We not. do need to go to commercial break. We're gonna take a quick go break, real quick. Quick break. Quick break. Oh, okay. Never mind. Hold on. I'm gonna investigate this during the break. Hold on one minute. We'll be right back. Okay. Welcome back to phase three as BD furiously types in the background. We have some segments planned. I suppose we should go along with those while he's investigating whatever that tease was from last thing. So hang out. Richard, get the breaking news thing ready. I don't know what he's doing (laughs) over there. Brandon's like playing Galaga in the corner. Yep. Oh, we wouldn't (laughs) notice, but we did. In the meantime, let's talk about Venom 3. Um, so Juno Temple spoke to Variety at the SAG Awards and she said, we're coming close to an end at the moment. It's been a wild, wonderful ride. It's so new to me. It's a big set. This is crazy. It's just been so much fun. And I got to work with such cool people. I've been so lucky in my career to just have the most incredible cast. I can't wait for it to get out into the world. I think it's going to be a good one. So movies supposed to come out in like October, November. So it's already done filming with that many months to spare. How do we feel about it? I look forward to seeing her in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so it's the year of Sony. So exciting. <laughs> 2024, baby. Let's go. I mean, it's so true. Me and, Jen, me and Jamie, you and Jenna, we have to get all of us on the carpet for this one just to see the chaos that unfolded last time with Madam Webb. Jay, we yeah. have to go back. We must <laughs> redeem ourselves. We gotta talk to Tom Hardy talking to himself. I hope yes. that this is as good as the first one and does not trend the second one. Yes, he does look like Adam Schefter up in the top corner. This is very <laughs> funny. I'm expecting the little ESPN dings to come through at any second. But I, you know, I'm willing to see. I'm hoping that none of them this year are worse than Madam Webb. But we, we, I, I'm still like, oh, the jury's out. I don't know. Like, I am still just personally excited for Venom 3. I know I have been the Venom defender on this show, but I think these movies, even at their weirdest, are still thoroughly entertaining. So with the cast that we have in Venom 3, I am very, very optimistic that it is at least going to be very fun to watch. So that's and sometimes that's all you can like ask for. Oh, my goodness. Should we continue with the Sony yes. news? Well, yeah, keep going. PD's up in the corner on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so speaking of Madam Web, uh, oh, it is not doing well at the box office. As of this weekend, it was in theaters for 12 days, and it still made less than Morbius made in its first three days. That's not good. Um, but what's interesting is that it was the most popular movie on Letterboxd last week. And I think that that proves what we always are saying is that, like, the internet, our internet lives are different from like the real world. Like you'd be like, oh, Letterbox, that's where all the film fan goes. No, that's just like where we go. <laughs> like um, the, the film fans who love being online and sharing things online. Like I think that's honestly fascinating that it was the number one movie on Letterbox, but still making no money at the box office. What do you guys think? I like as a fellow Letterboxd user, I do think like the word of mouth really helped Madam Webb on there because just seeing people's very creative reviews to view the movie. I know there were some people who reviewed it like half a star and still gave it like a heart of like a movie that they love. So just that alone, the Letterboxd reactions have been very, very fun. But as you said, they're not a reflection of the larger industry. I do know it's still supposed to open in China, I think in a couple of days. So we'll see if that gives the box office any sort of juice or if it is 
going to continue to perform even worse than Morbius. Yeah, I, I just it, it's so interesting to me like that that this is a reflection of the refraction of like I of like our reality to me. Like you can both be the most popular movie on the film, like cool person, like reviews types of choice. And that's because that's why Jamie's like the poster girl for it. But also no one can go see it, which is interesting, right? And people are saying like in the comments, like maybe piracy, like Miguel. Like, and I'm like, well, maybe, but also I think some of them are just going to go see it because it's like going to see the circus, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I, like, I hope that's not it. Like, I really hope that, especially people on Letterboxd who claim to be like big film fans and love film i really hope that things aren't getting pirated that much to become the most popular movie that bums me out that really makes me sad to think that that many people who claim to be like the biggest movie fans are stealing (laughs) that is stealing you wouldn't steal a dvd (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't download a car I will still uh, just, I mean, I will make the argument that even like the most popular thing on Letterboxd might still be a small amount of people at the end of the day. And that might not equate to a lot of ticket sales at the end of the day. The funny thing, the last couple of things we've written about Letterboxd on the site, though, have actually like mimicked real trends. Like Barbie was the most popular thing logged, you know, like last year. Like Spider-Verse was the number one log thing across the entire platform at the end of the year last year. So like there are some moments where it does echo reality. It's just really funny. Like this is one of those times where I'm like, yeah, this is just us on the Internet having a good time, y'all. Like people are like, whatever. Like I saw a very funny thread where somebody pointed out that she has that spoilers no matter what like she has that car the entire time and no one ever takes the car away from her and i'm just like wait that's true holy crap i didn't even think about it because it's like who cares like you know i'm just having like a good time like laughing at how ridiculous all of it is but like people are kind of like paying attention which is weird yeah i, I agree patrick king the call he's in does look intense like i know I hope that, that- listeners are like you guys if you're just listening to this podcast you guys i am so sorry come find our video because it is just bd like it's like he's like on wall street or something right now (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah oh my goodness should i do spicy nugget while he's still efforting or do do we care yeah Yeah, he he says yes go ahead he says Uh, yes okay so welcome to my spicy nugget of the week hey there there i am thank you elliot (laughs) for my wonderful little branding here so I regret to inform the panel. People are being weird about Brie Larson. People are being weird about Captain Marvel. It's a day that ends in Y. This week, outside of the SAG Awards, uh, she talked about, she got asked about her MCU future. And she said very flatly, like, I don't have anything to say about that. But she was smiling. So people are like, kind of like, what's going on? Is she not going to be Captain Marvel anymore? What's going on with the third? Is there going to be a third one? Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, Jenna, I think you wrote this up on the site, right? She's promoting the Marvels on Disney Plus, which is not the behavior of someone who's washed their hands of the whole thing. So I wrote a go ahead, Jamie. Go. I need you know what? I need someone to smile how she's smiling, because all I saw online was just. I, I don't want, like, I'm not talking about that. It's but like now a big I have the coy context. thing. So it's like, I'm not talking about that. After or she says, like, she smiles into the microphone and they're like, you care to elaborate? She's like, Mm-mm. And I'm like, okay. well, we'll never know. You, you saw it out of context too, huh? Imagine I just that. saw the, wow. yeah, the yeah. quote, because people make, you know, because people, it's it's a, it's an edgier headline if it's just the yeah. quote. But I didn't, the smiling adds new context. And it makes me feel like she's just being cute and coy because she knows she can't talk about it. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think it's at this point, and I know Bob Iger, even though we just, you know, joked about him earlier in the show, has said that, like, they're going to be choosier with what franchises and what sequels that they continue I, we're going to see Carol again in one way or another. Like, there's no way that she's not in Avengers 5 and 6. Like, there, there's no version of that that doesn't let a certain subset of the internet win. So I think they're never going to let that happen. But I, I do think it's a thing where a third Captain Marvel movie might not immediately be in the cards. But also, there's a lot of MCU projects that are not immediately in the cards. So I'm not super worried by it. Now, the funny thing about this, too, is that a, a listener, I want to I want to shout out, make sure I get her like, is it? He- yeah, it's um, Heather from Hill House Photo- Photos pointed this out. And it's funny, I guess I'm taking spicy nugget submissions now. I don't know. I just <laughs> happened to be on Twitter. and saw it um, where actually at the end of the Marvels, Carol has the other bangle. And none of us realized that walking out. Of it. At least I did. She has the other bangle. J- JB, I, I keep learning new things about these movies 
five months after we watched them because I'm not Jamie Dragon. I don't watch them five times. I need to start being more like my friend. Um, so I was going to ask everybody, do we see her, the next time we see her, do we see her in Young Avengers? Because in the comics, when Captain Marvel hits the bangle against something, he switches places with the other, like, what's, what's the other character's name, Jenna? I forget. In the like, comics? Or, yeah, in the comics. Oh, he I'm switches, totally blanking. Yeah, he switches places with, like, some civilian identity. It's a very yeah. Golden Age conceit, which, yes. you know, doesn't really come up that much. But in this movie, it was all about the switching. So will we see her in a Young Avengers project, or will we see her in Avengers 5 first? Or somewhere else? I think either a cameo or Avengers 5. Cameo or Avengers 5. Okay, Jamie? Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think we're getting a third Captain Marvel movie for at all, if if not for a long time, because of the sad performance of that box office. It bums me out because it's a great movie, and I have seen it four times. Uh, so, but uh, I we're, but we're seeing her again. I'm sorry. There's that's just that's absolutely hundred percent. Yeah. Who I I chimed in late here. Who is this question about? Captain uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh. Um, I think she could show up somewhere before Avengers Five. But she will definitely be in Avengers 5. I, like Jamie said, I don't know if we're getting a solo movie anytime soon because it seems like Quantumania and the Marvels really sparked a uh, lit a fire under Bob Iger's uh, as a CEO, just money hungry butt. You know, it's, that's his job. He's got to chase the money and those two movies didn't make the money they wanted to. And also it's just a different time. So they're scaling back. So I don't know if we're getting a, a trilogy completion with Captain Marvel, but I mean, it seems kind of weird to think that we wouldn't. Maybe when they slow things down, they'll get more confidence in a box office performance for a movie like this. Let's not forget the first one made a billion, but uh, you know, there's different circumstances for both movies. Captain Marvel had everything going for it, while as the Marvels had quite a few things stacked against it. So I think we'll see Carol. I think everybody freaking out about Carol, like we saw, like you wrote about, is unnecessary. She's not done with the role, but no. I don't know if she's going to get a solo movie. Also, it's, it's Rick Jones in the comics. I wanted to make yeah. sure there's a lot of yeah. tertiary third yeah. random people that run around the market. I'm like, it's not yeah. Amadeus Cho. It's not Rick this. Jones. It's not that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I agree with UBD. Like, I don't think we're getting a third one anytime soon, but also that's because where would it go? That's yeah, the other right. problem. Where would it yeah. go? <laughs> no one else. Sorry. Also, uh, everybody in the comments is like, what's going on with BD's phone? Yeah. Yeah. They want to know what your call to Ma- Apple Care was. <laughs> uh there well, there's just I mean it's there's gonna be stop I'm, I'm trying to validate if something is true before okay. saying it. Uh it's kind of cool. It's it, it's kinda it's not it's not as big of news maybe as it has blown up to be because it seems like a big secret. But there's some cool stuff that probably is gonna come out. Uh, and I'm sure if you stay tuned to comicbook.com, I just need to validate it before I say it on the show uh, and make sure that it's what it, what we're hearing, what we're seeing is true. I don't want to give false information or start up a bunch of BS. Yes, I have been cast as Nova. He said, bro, I saw that Instagram video you just posted. If you can bring your own costume to work, you can have the part. So I said, all right, bet, let's do it. Sign me up. Uh, and then, he, yeah. Uh, but no, we're just, we'll, we'll we're going to look into that and hopefully figure it out. But yeah, that was a little, I guess people did just get a peek as to what it's like when, when you get a little taste of uh, some news or something and you got to dig into it and find out if it's true. You just pick up the phone, start texting, start calling, start, start typing. Um, it's been a while. I, there, it's been a while since I've been in the little, the little scoopy game. It's, but I, I don't like the scoop game. It's, it's tricky. I remember the first episode of this show, we dropped the daredevil was going to be in Spider-Man no way home. People were so mad at me because they <laughs> thought I was lying. People were so furious at me for saying that, not because they were mad. They knew he was in the movie. And I was like, I, I think on the, I, I intentionally did that too. Cause I was like, I'm saving this. We got the first episode of phase zero coming up. We want to make a splash. We want people to know about phase zero. Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man no way home. And it worked <laughs> soon. By the time we got off the podcast, like every freaking giant media outlet that I could see think of at the time or not like media, outlet, but at least like the fan and digital media sites were, were tagging phase zero on Twitter. The account was growing on Twitter and all that stuff. What a time 2021 was so much fun. Uh, and it worked in the podcast. That podcast had like 10,000 downloads first day. That was crazy. Uh, and then people on Instagram were like, 
FBD. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's lying to me. He's getting my hopes up. And I was like, dear God, if they cut this scene from the movie, like everybody, like, and it, well, people hate me anyway on the internet. So. People hate everybody on the internet. Exactly. So. <laughs> that, yeah. That was just one bad day online. But uh, Cam in the chat says the breaking news is that Jim has watched Loki all the way through. Oh yeah! Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, Jim Jail Selfiscardi with this. The, that dude puts more batteries in his remotes than anybody you've ever met because he's skipping everything. But uh, all right, sorry, I was like, kind of tuned out for the for the final portion, the phase three of phase zero. I like this new structure that Aaron suggested today. Hats off to Aaron who did a whole bunch of work in prepping today's show. We really appreciate that, Aaron. Uh, let's go around, Jamie. Any last words for today's show? Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it and you know, Jenna has a little sign off catchphrase. So I'm going to I'm going to start workshopping mine and uh, it's going to be uh, stop taking your phones out in movie theaters. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, if you can't if you can't not take your phone out in a movie theater, stay home. Jenna. Bravo, Jamie. Bravo. <laughs> I, I like as I already had told her, I got out of Dune 2 and immediately texted Jamie about the bad theater etiquette that was around oh me. So God. I'm glad we can be stewards <laughs> to try to promote better theater etiquette. Um, it's at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social media. And as always, go read some comics. There's some really, really great things out this week. The Women of Marvel one shot is really fun. Gail Simone's story. And that is a lot of fun. And there's a really good issue of Green Arrow out this week. So just go read some comics because there's a lot to choose from. Aaron Perrine, uh, MVP of the day. Oh, thank you. Um, it's Aston Lake Horner on Twitter. Uh, I'm laughing because, dang, I like games. You throw in popcorn to people's phones. Popcorn is expensive, dog. <laughs> you got you got some expensive taste. Um, I would like to say that we got the trailer for I Saw the TV Glow, the first horror movie I will watch readily, <laughs> actively in like 10 years with Jamie. And uh, hopefully she doesn't hit me. So that, that's good. <laughs> I'm there and, to protect you, not to hit you. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you, Jay. The horror movie uh, will be the second scariest part of your night. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. In a dark room with jump scares. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And whatever the heck BD just did, stay tuned to comicbook.com. We'll yeah. cover it. Whatever happens. Goodness gracious. And thank you to anybody who came out to Virtuous Con to go hear our talk with all those comics creators. We really appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to thank Eric Topolevsky for playing our show for his dogs. Send a video on Twitter. He's got the dogs watching and listening to Phase yes. Zero. Yes. So with that, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Aaron, Jamie, Je Jenna, for a fantastic Phase Zero. Stay tuned to comicbook.com slash Marvel and uh, Phase Zero on Twitter because uh, that's what we're always going to call it. That's what it's always going to be as long as we're using it. Uh, and play our show for your mom. Play it for your dogs. Leave a five-star review. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much. We will see you uh, on Monday for X3. The Road to Deadpool 3 continues. See you there. <laughs>